Welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. Once again, my name is Pierce, and once again, Zach is with me today. Hello, Zach. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Pierce? I am great, and uh, all the more great because we have Caroline back on the uh, podcast. Hello, Caroline Darney. Buongiorno. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, hey. Our <laughs> Streaking Lawn International Correspondent, Caroline. <laughs> I'm back. For, uh, a, a pretty... Um, unique episode because uh we're gonna focus on uh, obviously the week before the football team kicks off we're gonna talk about basketball because <laughs> caroline from her international travels of stalking the men's basketball team <laughs> through the country of italy uh made it to what three of their four scrimmages yeah. against um uh, some do we call them pro pro and semi-pro teams i don't know um oh, i know one uh... of the kind of one of the one was pro yeah, yeah. two i don't know how you yeah developmentally gotcha, teams. gotcha. Yeah. well uh, a lot to get into game by game for that i know um the 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 general information out there on uh this tour of scrimmages for the who's is sort of hard to come by or really just consists of uh, people dming zach secret info <laughs> and and zach piling it into a post or or his twitter feed so nice to have some first hand account of yeah. the who's trip first question did you go to alantico in florence or rome i did not i can't you know you asked me for these recommendations so I in rome it was too a couple far months for ago. me to go by myself um oh. it was one of those like the like way the travel days so i will say both the games in rome and florence um this is going to surprise you there aren't a lot of places to play a basketball game in like downtown rome really <laughs> like they're not the playing Coliseum? at the Coliseum. Like yeah <laughs> and so it was easy to get um a taxi to the first game because you're like in downtown rome so you can walk to a taxi stand and like in in italy uber's like not super a thing it's like basically uber black like the really expensive like limo oh, yeah. version is like what they mostly have and so i was relying i had like the taxi apps like all that stuff and when we were on our way to the i was on my way to the game like when i got dropped off i was like well either there is a little gym at the end of this small road or uh, i'm here for murder so it was a little dicey and then getting picked up after was quite the adventure the shedricks and i um shared some taxi app information <laughs> which then led to i actually shared a taxi with a, a family that was there like just as fans like watching the game whatever mm. but this is all to say that like all of my food getting in rome especially was like solely by foot and i looked up one of the places and i was like that is very far and then in florence i was there one of the days i was there was a holiday so things were very much sporadically closed so no i failed you miserably next um, next trip next trip All next right. trip yeah next time <laughs> at least you got most of the basketball in if not yes. my personal food recommendations um <laughs> so zach i know you've been keeping tabs why don't, why don't you start uh our conversation here uh, about the hoops yeah and i think uh you know probably the biggest uh thing that people were looking for sort of through these games and probably the coaching staff as well was the 2022s. Yeah. Um, Isaac McNeely, Isaac Trout, Leon Bond, the third and Ryan Dunn, I guess we'll just like go down the list. I mean, you don't have to go too extensive, but highs and lows from those guys, sort of odds there in the rotation, sort of a, you know, 
just general thoughts in, in three yeah. games of action. I guess we'll start Over- with McNeely. Yeah, yeah. Or well, overall, I'll start yeah. just just the overall like the overall hot like low for each is probably just ball control, like turnover type stuff. Yeah. Um, and that that was just the consistent. Honestly, the biggest really not even beef beef's the weird word but you know, like the thing that you would sh- obviously be like oh okay like the, what they need to work on is ball control lack of turnovers like um and the overarching thing for each of them that i'll say before i start on each individual one is they were all further along than i expected mm-hmm. um i think this class looks more physically ready not to say like this is not a knock on the like tie and kyle. kyle wasn't built when he came in <laughs> like, saying little man bun kyle wasn't yeah they just i was like i remember looking back on pictures i think even ty made a joke about it the other day but like the pictures of ty jerome when he came in as a oh, first looked year. like an eighth grader yeah I, and i mean and you can say obviously about kihei same thing like yeah, you yeah. see some of these guys come in and you're just like this is a child um and so they all look very physically ready to contribute now granted this all what the benefits of especially dunn and bond can have with the mike curtis effect trademark um Hmm. will be just incredible to see over the next few years but um this just that the basic like they looked very you know and they get 10 extra practices right which is why the coaches want to do these things one it's a great bonding experience for the team and especially for a team like virginia this year that does bring back a lot of players but also is introducing four new first years that are expected and hoping to contribute immediately or soon to as close to immediately as possible and then also ben vanderplatz was the transfer but um, that was probably the big thing for all of them overall, but I'll, I'll start with Isaac McNeely, as you asked. So each game, Tony sat two players. And so the first game, Kihei was one of those guys. Um, and I think it was Poppy. And I forget who the third one was in the first game, but I'm say Tane maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Tane. Um, and so that gave a chance for Isaac. So, but also they're calling him Mick and really? Fish. Right. Mick and fish is oh for trout it's great I thought that was so great so I'm gonna adopt those as well because it's easier for me to do that instead of saying McNeely and trout the whole time so not that that's particularly difficult but yeah so Mick got the start um and he looked really comfortable so I, I like the yeah. you know he's got good all he had really good motion and hands on defense um there were still some moments where one-on-one he was taking like and this isn't just the first game, but across the three, um, getting blown by a little bit, especially the first game against the KK Mega Basket, like pro guys. Um, yeah, he played in that one. I'm trying to remember which ones each guy's sat and which specific ones. <laughs> um, I think Neil like sat the second game. Yeah, because Isaac Trout sat the first one against them. Yeah. Um, but and so I thought he did really well with that. And his shooting stroke is exactly what you want it to be. Um, I don't know that there was anything particularly with, they didn't take a ton of threes, which yeah. I think was, you know, a lot of, some of that is what is this de- developmental team giving them, especially right. the first couple games. Um, and then also it was just kind of like, but he didn't hesitate to pull the trigger when he needed um one thing again that kind of applies to all the 22s is they well everybody shared the ball incredibly well for a team that especially if you're trying to make a point or show you know 
almost like G League vibes, right? Where you're like, look how good, look, I can contribute. I'm ready. Like that kind of thing. I thought everybody across the board did a really great job of finding that next pass and finding the open look, which was encouraging at this point of the season. Um, And it just, they all seem to work really well together already at this point, which again was one of the things where I was like, oh, and I think it could be potential for, and this was in the first two games, there was a big talent disparity with Virginia having seemingly more skills. I'm not trying to, you know me, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody, but there were times where I think like some of the guys could have just one-on-one taken somebody and rather than just go hero ball or do something like that, it was much more of they were running the team offense or doing all that stuff. So um, McNeely hit a couple like deep threes yeah a couple long ones yeah um and there were a couple you know like he had a mistake against the for in the first game against mega basket i think i counted three turnovers in that game um Mm -hmm. that were legitimately just not three turns on him but three turnovers for virginia that were literally just differences in rules (laughs) right yeah and so he inbounded the ball to kihei in the backcourt or like he put it into the backcourt and in international yeah. rules, like you can't do that or whatever. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, there, there's no reason that I don't see him coming off the bench early and often and I getting some like runs. And yeah, go ahead. This team uh, could use some shooters. <laughs> yeah. I've heard as much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he, uh, he really, I mean, he was aver- He was as advertised in that department. I, awesome. I, I think I was shocked how big he was. Yeah. Um. Not just, and I'm not saying like, oh, he was so much taller than I thought, but he's a, he's like a built. Oh, he's player. Yeah. Like he's, he's, a, been, he's a, yeah. He's stout, not stout. Right. That sounds like you know, but I mean, like he's got like heft to him, like like he's, where he's, he's a not going to get teapot. everything thing i'm saying makes it sound way worse like he's like stout hefty like not that's not what i mean but i just again this goes back to the more physically ready than i expected like he was just much more like built and proportional than i expected for a first year coming in because in my mind i'm like Kyle guy's coming in and like he's also really explosive yeah off the off the yeah i mean he can he can get to the rim and i think there was one dunk that he had where he missed it in that first game where he went up strong and it went it was but like so close it. to being everyone holding each other back on the bench type thing because it was right. it was impressive because he's got hops and again the hands in the lanes with um and that's something that fish did really well like he did not let yeah, anything come that. into the yeah he was very active with the hands and the paint because um because yeah. they yeah. recorded him having like a couple of steals a game and i wasn't sure if that was just like them have him having blocks or just random things but that, that now, was his hands were his hand and like just kind of so like denying posts yeah denying passes. posts yeah. and in a point where and but he's so quick with it so he would have the the right body positioning in the post to like be ready to defend vertically, but his ha- he can get his hands down and he was just disrupting so many passes in there. And I think across the board, I was really impressed with, I mean, Reese did it too. Reese's hands are so quick and they've gotten quicker, yeah. but like every time if someone was driving and like going like into the pack, the hand, like there, there were hands coming at them, but not in a way where they're just going to get a bunch of like cheap foul calls or anything like that. Like, yeah, it was a, it was a gauntlet for any team to take the the ball into the into the lane. So like that's where I was like the defense wasn't giving him 
of like I think in the first game and this isn't you know, it is what it is it wasn't as good of a team and had a few younger guys on it but mm-hmm. I don't I think they made one field goal in the first quarter yeah. and had like two like four in the first half like and Virginia just was not giving up field goals and like they you can make comments or in the uh, the international free throw rules are super different in the sense that like mm. it was at once you get to five there was no one and one once you get to five oh, you're shooting right. two and it's so quarters. it was yeah so it was quarters and but then they reset the fouls each quarter so like that right. part was interesting but it was slightly different where and also there was some times where i was like is that a, you're calling that a shooting foul i don't know what's yeah, happening here there was a lot of i, I believe at one point somebody told me that in one of these games, the owner of one of the teams came down and talked to the refs, <laughs> like had to just like pull them aside and just like stop blowing this for us. Cause it's like, not, not like, not just for their wow. team, but just in general, because it like the game was getting out of hand. I think that was the second, it was the fourth I, game of the trip. I believe it. The, the, the refereeing. And the, starting and people, an international incident. here. <laughs> yeah. The refereeing and people will say like, oh yeah, you know, everyone's notorious. I wasn't, it was just the refereeing in the third game. I was like, this could get dangerous because they just weren't calling it evenly. And yeah. it was getting like, there was one, like it had one of the patented Tony Bennett, like stare down of the official on the far side. <laughs> Like where he's doing things, like I know you saw that. I know you well, saw you that. You got teed up. The bench in the second up. one, yeah, I know. I right. there right. was ever. I was kind of like, I'm not surprised after seeing the first one. So, um, but yeah, so I think Trout, he just has kind of a little bit of everything. Yeah, like he can shoot from the outside. He can post up. He's got some nice moves. Um, some of the stuff early on, and this was across the board, not just the 22s, but like with the shorter shot clock they were moving much quicker because it was a 24 right. second shot clock and so there was yeah. a lot more transition which was i think there were a lot of really good things that were shown in that um but also there was so they were when they were trying some of the like alley-oops or the connections it was one of those like that's where you really saw like that they everyone wasn't quite on the same page yet um yeah. but the thought process over the course of the three games i saw um, I thought the thought process was extremely consistent and always seemed to be that they were making the right decisions, um, if that makes sense. So it was also along the same lines of like moving the ball. And there were a lot of shots like where when the shot wouldn't go in, you still had, you know, coaches standing up and applauding because it was the it was the right call. Like, right. It's everything they talked about last year where it was like, um. So you just it was some of the shots just weren't good last year. Like they weren't right. taking good shots. Like these it were much better shots. Or and giving the up shots, the shots. Like well, well, same deal. Encouraging them to shoot it even if it doesn't go in. If it's a right, good shot. exactly, yeah. yeah. And so I think they did a great job with that. But I guess that's and kind then, of the Isaacs. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> they were awesome. For, I was very impressed. Yeah, no, I think like, and, and I think the general consensus. Maybe this is more among the fan base than it is the coaching staff. Um, but that like McNeely has a good shot at rotational minutes trout could potentially be stuck behind the depth in the front court, but with Shedrick, Kafaro, Vanderplas, Gardner being sort of a solid rotation there. Um, do you think trout gives them something different? I mean, I feel like to some extent he, he's sort of a hybrid yeah. bet- between the pure center and like the two smaller guys who are more yeah. sort of skilled where he can be that he's not a shot blocker per se, but he's big enough and can add that presence on the inside as maybe a small ball five or a a jumbo four, but also be able to stretch the floor. 
I think this with, you know, you look at, and this was the biggest thing that I took away is I look at that bench. Like when you look at who's on the court and then you look at the bench and you're kind of like, Godspeed, Tony, you're making the big bucks this year to make these decisions because there was a lot of moments where you're like, I don't know how you balance this out. And the flip side of that is there were a lot of mixes and matches that give you such different looks where you're still getting a lot of talent or great what you want to see on the court. So I don't know. I don't know if there is a red shirt in anyone's future, this is a whole, a whole new world. Sorry. Um, because you're like with transfers and name, image and likeness and all this stuff, like, is it worth red shirting someone anymore? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not saying that this discussion has had, or Tony said that or whatever. It's just, that's part of the debate now is like, maybe there's moments where you can use all of the first years. And if, you know, I would potentially, my personal estimation would be potentially you see one in a done or a bond, but that's a whole conversation that the coaching staff has to have with them and future viewpoints and all that stuff. But I think with the, with the front court, I love that you have so many different looks and if you run into um, any foul trouble, it's a whole different look than last year. So um, I really like the different combos. I think my, I think you see Shedrick and Gardner starting. Right. Um, You might see a little less Kafaro this year. Yeah, I think that's sort of the assumption that he'd be the one to lose out more of a Jack salt type role in the, in the, you come in and throw some blocks for the shooter, you know, set some screens for the shooters. If McNeely's hot, you know, you have someone going in to like get people open, or if you need a more physical big down low, he's the perfect guy to throw in there. Um, or if you need to absorb a couple fouls, he's the perfect guy to put in there. I thought yeah. he looked a little bit more, comfortable getting the ball down low um mm-hmm. less taking it down more just taking it straight up um and so i thought that there were a lot of things that you did see out of poppy were some growth from him but i think that could be where you see a bit fewer minutes maybe than last year yeah um bennett agrees apparently <laughs> hold on a second um and i think that you know she mentioned the the red shirts i think that one thing is that bond when he committed initially the idea was that he would redshirt this year Mm. um and so i think with that assumption you know you never know until the decision's actually made but i think that that would make sense probably with bond taking a red shirt i think done if this was three years ago would redshirt because Mm. i don't think he's game ready i think that he's got a very high ceiling and i'm sure caroline will echo that point um after seeing him play I yeah. love those two. Are you like, saying you don't love the Isaac? <laughs> How dare you? I knew that oh was coming. Goodness. You don't um, love Kihei? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> you guys are the worst. Um, the he hater. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, I just, there's something, the done, like I agree with you, done ceiling is. The ceiling is the roof. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, again, I think part of it where I got so excited to watch them play is in my mind, I was like, they're not, okay, don't get too excited. They're not going to be ready yet. Like, da-da-da. Yeah. 
but they just the spark and the energy that they brought to the court at like every moment I just it was so fun to watch and I think that there's if they do get minutes or can find a way to work their way into the rotation and maybe not both maybe just one but they I really liked seeing them out there together they had a lot like it was a fun combo that's not necessarily a lineup they had one lineup in I think the first or second game I think the first game um where it was all new guys it was the four first years and and ben right <laughs> it was that's like a, oh, super fun yeah that's a ball <laughs> handling lineup yeah yeah um and i just thought that they're both have a very bright future um yeah. i mean all four of the first years they they were exactly they were i'm trying not to get too excited about this class but it was so fun to watch them play yeah. like can you can um, com- compare and contrast the two of them for me? Yeah, they have a very similar game. Um, Dunn was longer. He had a couple really nice like shot block attempts. Um, Bond could get both. Both of them could get up and down, and both dunked like these huge loud dunks that were just super fun um that they also played sound like our basketball program <laughs> know, right they were like throwing out transition like, transition yeah like cody statman i know yeah they were channeling statman um they they play very similarly and okay. they yeah. also dress similar not just in uniform <laughs> but like they're every like they just are very there's gonna be a lot of people that mix them up is basically that's why i was going. asking for some some helpful yeah no nope, good got luck don's <laughs> yeah. got three inches on it and... one wears the number 35 yeah. all right <laughs> um but yeah so strong, Don has the yeah <laughs> Don has the length and he had a couple really really nice defensive like really nice defensive plays at the rim um there's still the defense as a whole, this is what I'm saying with like, they were further ahead than I would have expected at this point with so many new faces and the defense struggling last year. Um, I like, I liked all the combos. Again, people are going to be up in my business. I like the combos with Reese and and then done or bond, especially bond on so the. So you're saying you don't want Kihei to start? Oh wow! That's Yikes! Not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I don't know if we can have you back on this podcast. I know. He held the podcast. door for me today. Like, I <laughs> you guys kill me. Well, this is the thing: people who want to be the Kihei haters are gonna be upset Kihei about. Kihei haters. <laughs> Look, he looked great too. His shot. Yeah. He had a, he had a really. His shot looks good. Yeah. Um. Armand shot looks. <laughs> He didn't. Yeah, it looks like he's a little bit stronger and have to use like his entire body to get it there. Um, Armand shot like the first one he let go in Rome. Beautiful. Really? Right. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't shoot well. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. And I mean, so this is something that like Armand's been working out with Justin Anderson this summer, um, yeah. and he looks probably in the best shape that I've seen since he you know both in looking at film from indiana and then also last year with with virginia um it all just kind of goes back to the options or mm-hmm. yeah are, I, I, it's it's a it's a blessing and a curse right it's like right. 
this year they have lineup versatility. They did yes. not have lineup versatility no. last year. They had three guys who could play in the front court positions plus Cody Staffen. Yeah. And then they had realistically three guards plus Cody Statman. Yeah. Like it, it was just, it, you know, you don't didn't have that. Now you have probably five bigs, three of which can play small ball five or forward. They might even play Vanderplas on the perimeter. I think yeah, Kellen, you might've mentioned to me that he did some of that. Yeah, he did. He played on the outside a little bit. It's just, um, it's a, it's a very, uh, it's a great lineup for, um, Bennett to be able to go on the offensive with yeah. matchup issues, like right. forcing. Whereas I think oh, last a year point. a little bit, yeah, I think last year a little bit they had to react to matchups. Yeah. Right. Um, this year they can make other teams react to their matchups, mm-hmm. and I think that there's so much versatility. And the big question for me is going to be if you have a Ryan Dunn that is getting a handful of minutes here and there, how is the how is the um, the chemistry if they can keep chemistry with players playing a smaller amount of minutes than we usually see from Tony Bennett rotations because he likes to bring it down to like eight or nine right nine's like the craziness of it like yeah I think that they can extend that into a few more you hope but you hope I mean I do I really do it's it's where they struggled in previous seasons when they went to 10 right I mean there was no consistency. Whereas yeah. now I think that you can shift a little bit more and have, you have three ball hand, four, potentially four with Armand. I thought Armand did a perfectly, like, yeah, they did a great job with the, you know, bringing the ball up and ball handling. I think you've obviously got Reese as your one, Kihei, well, whatever you want to do it. Kihei is your one, Reese is your two. Yeah. Um, Isaac McNeely is your three. And Armand is four. I would trust all of them bringing the ball up. Yeah. Um. Like, like immediately trust bring the ball. Not like in a oh, if it if it has to. Like no. Like I right. would be happy with any of the four of them bringing the ball up. That alone dramatically changes the look of the team from last year. Because I don't know if I would have put Armand in that group from the beginning of the season. Near the end of the season, I thought that it was one of those like okay, you figure out his role and what he's doing. But um, and we haven't even talked. We barely talked about Reese, and we haven't even talked about Jane Gardner. Yeah. Um and so many guys yeah and so this i think it's all that zach's it's, fault zach let us all talk zach's about Jaden gardner that's no. <laughs> why he's you know and he was he's hitting the long twos and he's doing his thing and so it was nice to see one of their like first highlight film you know even it was just on instagram or something was just like a, a perfect gardener mid-range jumper. yeah well, like turn around yeah yeah, oh, yeah exactly yeah. yeah one thing and, i will yeah yeah, yeah go, go ahead go ahead no go ahead um I think if there's one, you talk about this roster with how many guys there are, probably the most, just for comparison's sake, if you're going to relate this team to one team, it's 2016, 2017, with London's last year. Um, and I think that you can see a lot of, comp- well, if you think hey, about go it, on, because I'm listening. you have your experienced point guard in, in Kihei, and I think Reese can also play that role a little bit. You have a transfer big man who's about 6'8 and can score and Ben Vanderplas, but more importantly, you have sort of this meshing together of this new 2022 group. And this older core, obviously that older core has a number of transfers in it, but it's sort of a, a layover from the last couple of years. Obviously, they didn't go to the Elite Eight last year. Um, they did in the NIT, though. Um, yes. But same, the same things. It, it's going to be, yeah, it, there's going to be a lot of guys on this team that he's trying to get minutes to as they were on that team with Prontes, Hall, 
Thompson, like in that backcourt, it was hard to find minutes. And I think that's more in the front court this year. Um, I, um, it, it just, in, it, yeah. Again, in the, in the nicest possible way, I think that there are more options yeah. this year, as opposed to this is who they had in 2016, 17 after losing a bunch of people, it felt a Fair. little bit more less proven because this is like you bring back all of the starters they did not have that in 2016 17 they lost like the huge chunk of you know malcolm ag toby nolte i could never forget i always forget like when toby actually left like yeah yeah because i'm like he was there for like seven years with all of us yeah he stays in our hearts <laughs> the, like 20 point like double double he had yeah because he went to like, zinberger to like one point, time <laughs> caroline though this is i mean it, it is back to like well mike london returns most of his secondary and not to compare <laughs> i mean last year's yeah. team was not a success for where the the you know the the standard for the program is it probably wasn't as bad as some of those secondaries but anyway um no no <laughs> of course um but but point being when you say you're returning a team that returns almost everybody where do these guys fit in and we hinted at shooting earlier with with Neely a yeah. little bit but that wasn't the only issue you know shooting depth especially in the bigs like Zach was hitting is there anything else that you can see in this coalescing as a you know guys are getting more familiar Gardner isn't new anymore frankly is it right new anymore? where what are some other issues that they're hopefully showing some solutions to to think that this is back to being an ACC you know champion contending team absolutely and I will say to start with the um like I hear and recognize the well if you bring everybody back from a team that was not your blah 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 yeah. um I think undoubtedly though that team improved over the course of the season so the trajectory yeah. was going there and if that's a team that if they don't lose, and this is very Jeff Bezelik, whatever. If you don't, if you take out the the losses, this is a pretty good team. Um, <laughs> but if this is a team that if they lose only one of the Navy or JMU, they probably make the NCAA tournament with the resume mm-hmm. they had. And those were both first month losses where they were like a bunch of random people didn't right. know each other, didn't know what was happening. So, um, but that is a very good point. Like they bring back everybody and it was a team that needs to improve defensively and improve on perimeter shooting. I think the new guys can help in both of those situations. And more specifically, the competition improves in practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. So now the the second group of five, the second group of five is much better than it is an improved group from last year. So the pressure that's on in practice has now ramped up. So it also is a really nice option where if someone's cold or isn't shooting well, there are actually options this year. Yeah. So like, maybe that's when you, you know, slide, you know, McNeely in for Franklin or you swap him out or you, you know, move Kihei out and you've got, you know, or if someone hits foul trouble, like all this stuff, like that's where I see mm-hmm. this new group having a big impact is putting the pressure on in practice. Um, also, I think they're just going to get better by just having to play against the length and the quickness of some of the guys in practice. I think that also helps. Yeah. Um, but I think that it, you know, you see, I see McNeely, like I agree. I think McNeely is a, a significant contributor um he's gonna get significant minutes in my opinion um and that's gonna be a benefit 
they need to improve defensively. None of us will disagree with that. But no. I think that this is automatically, from what I've seen, an improved offensive team. Like, and so, yeah, one of those guys that's probably um, has a lot of potential to improve the team on both ends, Kate and Chedrick. Oh, my God, led, yes. Led that was literally what I was just going to say. Yeah, shit, no, he looked yeah, amazing. I wanted to hear about that. And one, yeah. one thing, so he led the team in scoring. I did the rough math off the Twitter stats. He averaged – 14.7 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, one block, and had a 19.12 rebound performance uh, in the 19-point loss to KK Mega. But, like, were those points all dunks from Reese? Like, obviously, he's, he's extending <laughs> well, he his a shooting three. a little bit. Yeah. He hit right. a three. <laughs> um, and he did. He's He made – part of it was the consistency in catching the ball down low and getting to the rim was much better. Yeah. Um, he's also – he works so well out of the pick and roll and he's a matchup mm-hmm. issue down low, especially with the way that a guy like Reese or McNeely can get to the rim or right. Armand can get to the rim. So like they, and that's where I also think that they were doing so well with the, like I said, the extra pass or finding the guy, there was no, not many. I wouldn't say no, because there's, you know, this stuff happens in games, very few forces at the rim where there was an option elsewhere. So like, driving the lane and then last second nice dish to Caden who can dunk it like so I don't want to I'm not trying to minimize that like Caden's points were oh just open dunks but like he's in the right place at the right time he's like doing stuff and I will point out you know like that 19 point loss like it's not great like it's not what you want to see um but that even in that loss I left and I was talking to my buddy Brian who um I was there with and I was like I didn't think that they looked significantly like Virginia didn't get significantly outplayed. They got outshot at the three point line. Okay. Like the, where have I seen that? Before? <laughs> KK mega basket made 13 threes. Yeah. It was just like, and it was, I think it was ended up like 13 for 27, but it was a lot of the misses came near the end for them. Cause for a while we're soon we're like, we think we've, they've made like 70% of their threes. Like this is out of control. Yeah. Um, and some of that was, you know, some of that appears to what you said was just, you know, well, that guy was wide open, but partly because they were moving the ball exactly as you'd want to see a team do against a, the back line. And they were converting those shots. Part of it was there was an adjustment made from the beginning of the game where they had a couple like they were running along the creases, basically. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but like getting kind of these running lanes. Almost. Um, kind of like shielded they were kind of like shielding and getting a leading pass and then like getting oh, okay. like looks at the rim and yeah. so they shifted slightly and it created more emphasis on the middle and then they ended up making the threes and so I, I i wish i had seen the fourth game for a lot of reasons yeah. um one because it sounded just incredible but two yeah. i was really curious to see what defensive changes virginia made and how because that was a game trout dunn and bond did not play in the first first game yeah game the second game was Mega when Basket. gardner i want to say shedrick gardner shedrick armon didn't play right and so and, yeah and i was very your, worried i was like lead. shedrick's not playing yeah <laughs> yikes because they had one dude that was like pretty big and but i was like <laughs> i was really curious to see what dunn and bond could do to kind of shake things up and then obviously like having great experience for Isaac Trout in the middle. It was awesome. So I, I'm excited to see that they were able to capitalize on that and make changes and, and bounce back. But um, I think it's, 
Caden was just so impressive and it was the third year jump or whatever you want to see from Bennett Bigman like he just looked more comfortable that fourth year with the red shirt type of yeah like like, in 2019 that type of jump and he looked physically I mean he's still a lean guy but just Mm -hmm. like he seemed to know always he was always in the right place uh like i said he made a three and, and like you know talked to his dad his parents are like the nicest humans alive by the way um They're very sweet yeah and he's like yeah he's been working on that like it's not something that it, but i'm not worried that it's something that he's going to consistently try and drift out and take yeah i mean like, i, I well, think he, him wants, hitting... he wants to make money next year you know what right. I mean? Like, well that's the, yeah. yeah yeah and the other thing is that even just stretching out from the mid-range like just from the mid range, that can actually add spacing. Like that was something that Gardner mm-hmm. did where he would catch the ball at the top of the key. And all of a sudden there's all this space because everyone knows, obviously Shedrick isn't going to hit at the same rate that Gardner did from two point uh, range. But yeah. if he can just do that a little bit, that opens up the lane because, yeah. or it turns into a, a soft pop off a of pick and roll. So he's not just rolling to the hoop every time it changes up defense yeah. coverage is a little bit there his touch was just so soft like yeah. on some of these like just even short jumpers um mm-hmm. i think as a whole i'm trying to think they looked great from the free throw line and he mm-hmm. had a couple i think where he'd kind of pull up or right in that area and yeah. and get the shot off and um but it was just there were a couple times where i was like hmm, where you made that like uh, face yeah, like right. nice look. Yeah. Um, we're gonna make this just, video <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah just share that one yeah. um but he was and it was a quiet 19 against mega yeah. and maybe that's because the, the margin in the second half got away from them and it was kind of like you didn't really think about who was but the night and as a whole i thought the rebounding was significantly better and that's mm. another thing that last year i think had a lot of understandable hand-wringing from fans and coaches like that's the thing people i think forget quickly is like you know who wants them to make threes and get rebounds tony bennett jason williford like that too mm-hmm. yeah. um and so there were a few like there were, sometimes it's funny those gyms were so tiny and not air conditioned i was gonna say yeah jpj i love you um <laughs> i cannot wait to go back to an air-conditioned gym um the other part too that I kind of laugh at, and like this is just kind of the experience of doing one of these trips. Um, the day that they played, oh, it was the second game. I was gonna say that it wasn't the first, it wasn't the game they lost, but the game they lost, I think they traveled the day before, so they're doing stuff that like, yeah, you know, they were they were on a, they were being tourists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were like on grounds and like in your house or like just going to class and back and like having practice like you had practice then you'd like go climb the duomo in florence <laughs> like, right um and you gotta I think climb they... the tower next to the that's duomo, what i so did yes. Re- <laughs> yes. yes come on <laughs> as <is> anyone <laughs> yeah and so we talked to them when they came out and we, we told wilford we're like oh you should climb the bell tower because then you can see the duomo and that's like the best thing to see in florence um and so that was part like you know, there's a piece of that where they're probably exhausted. This is like the third city they'd been in in like six days, and like, um, but it's that was some of the stuff. The stuff I wanted to see was where they were. Um, I don't want to say vibe wise, but like, how are they connecting? How was the it look energy? Like? The energy yeah. and like the the you know again they got ten practices before they got to leave, um, and I think they just really enjoyed 
being around each other and hanging out and getting to know each other. This is such a perfect time to have a trip like this because there's so many new faces. Right. Um, and, and we didn't really have, even get a yeah. chance to talk about Vanderplas. Like he's, I just think, you know, people talked about like, Oh, this is just worse for trout. Cause he like cuts them off in the depth. I just think it's good extra depth because the way I look at it is like, you want to, the better player you can have coming off the bench, the better. Right. Right. I mean, yeah. And you yeah, hope depth is good. Yeah. Like, I mean, Hashtag. the, the big fear and the big the stress is constantly going to be around well if so-and-so doesn't play x minutes they're going to transfer and like i get that i understand i understand um but you know you play the team you have and i think that it's a it's a really good fit vanderplas is such a fun fun i actually sat next to him on the plane over um we had a four hour delay at the airport at dallas because of storms like crazy crazy thunderstorms and you didn't um, go get us feature articles no like pull out the like, tape recorder and be like hey tony i was sitting at the pizza hut bar which was ah, the only thing that was open classy yeah i know it's the All international right. terminal at dallas um but i was just say like so vanderplas is a kid that he said on he was like he has two master's degrees already and this, he's yeah. getting his third. He's like, I really like school. And I was like, <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Um, so yeah, I just overall like, I thought the the defense was improved. Still needs to improve. Like, they got another what two months. Um, I thought the offense was making good choices, <laughs> which <laughs> is exciting. Taking better mm-hmm. shots. I thought the new guys were as exciting and. I'm probably more explosive than I expected. Yeah. Um, and the rebounding was overall better. And I, I, Reese, I better talk about Reese. Reese looks outstanding. Reese looks great. All he right. was, he was aggressive. He was sound defensively. I mean, more than sound defensively. He was out, he was a pain in the ass, like in the best possible Bennett way. Like, uh forcing both him and Kihei forced open court turnovers that they took back for two points um they hounded they dealt with pressure from the opponent um like that kind of thing so I thought overall turnovers I wasn't at I wasn't like oh another turnover another stupid turnover all that stuff Reese looked great great shot really quick to not quick to pull the trigger but like wasn't passing up open looks mm-hmm. um his three ball looked pretty solid um Gardner looked solid all right. Franklin shooting looked better. So I, I mean, it's all stuff that you'd want to see at this point, you know? Sounds yeah. good. Uh, appreciate the insight. That was hard to come by out here in media <laughs> land. So nice. Nice. I have this connection. Um, before we let you go, I, I'm sure you loaded up the podcast from last week to listen to on, on the flight and, yeah. and heard Zach yes. and I and, and, and Paul going through week by week football. Uh, I've got the schedule right here. We're going to get some gut reaction. Yes. All right. Let's fire. go. Here we yeah. go. Uh, Rich it. Richmond football Dubs. opener. Awesome. W. Zach, you're in charge of counting wins. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. You're I'm in not college. Right. <laughs> on the road, Illinois. Dub. All right. Hosting Old Dominion. Dub. All right. <laughs> Visiting uh, former coaching staff at Syracuse. Oh. <sighs> Dub. Star right. 4 0. Visiting uh, the Duke Blue Devils. Dub. Better be a dub. <laughs> Homecomings hosting uh, the Louisville Cardinals. Oh, it sounds like this my prediction. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Um, All right, taking too long. Rapid fire. Loss. All right. Uh, on the road in Atlanta against Georgia Tech. Dub. All right. Hosting Miami of Florida. Loss. Hosting the uh, Mac Brown Tar Heels. Win. Hosting the Kenny Picketless Panthers. Loss. Hosting the Chanticleers, Coastal win. Carolina. <laughs> win. They win. All right. Yeah. And uh, then visiting uh, Virginia Tech. Win. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, no. Come on. <laughs> 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 See, this is what always, you know this, Bruce. This is what always happens to me in these things where I sit there and I'm like, uh, if I go game by game, I'm like, yeah, I think they can win that game. And then yeah. all of a sudden I look and I'm like, oh, they're six and out. So like, yeah, okay, yeah. most likely maybe they drop one to Illinois now. You know what I mean? Like my yeah. estimation is eight and four. So if I was yeah. being honest with you, I probably would have said loss of Virginia Tech at the end there because you have to say loss until they prove they can do it because it's been 24 years since they won at Lane Stadium. So yep. I also have not been able to see <laughs> that, the defense play yet. <laughs> and I have a lot true. of questions about the that defense. Quick math. Yeah. Yep, yep. All <laughs> yeah. All that, uh, and more they have this is and this is the thing though when i start getting to when i do the numbers in my head every time this schedule is extremely favorable it's yeah so favorable and it's it's not in the sense where i like want to put extra pressure on tony elliott and the staff and all that and the team to like but they have the hardest games at home and they have you know playing at georgia tech playing at duke even like the illinois game on the road like it also depends you know they I think stuck in my head is how much they diced up Illinois in the first few drives. And then Illinois made a few adjustments and it wasn't as like dramatic, but they handled that game easily. It's not the same team, obviously, but yep. anyway, I see, right. I see it eight and four. We'll, That's we'll my... have you back on after they lose uh, to Illinois and Syracuse. And uh, <laughs> we, can, it. we can address. Well, yeah, I want to know what the run defense looks like. Cause that's what I'm concerned about with yeah, you uh, and me both. Sean Tucker, <laughs> <laughs> Sean Tucker up there. <laughs> All right. Well, thank but, you uh, for yeah. for lending us uh, your your stories from travels abroad and You're expertise, welcome. and uh, we'll have you back sooner than later, I am sure. Uh, for everybody listening, stay tuned to the blog leading up to kickoff against Richmond this weekend. How exciting! The weather hasn't turned, but uh, no, it has not. <laughs> the hot summer football season is here for us. And uh, we'll we'll have plenty more pre-game and of course post-game stuff on the blog throughout this week and weekend. So for everybody streaking lawn, I'm Pierce. Go who's. Oh.